What's going on, family? TGIF. Thank God it's Friday, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Faction Quick Hits. Of course, I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Listen, we have made it to the end of another week. Good grief. That alone is cause for celebration. And so I hope that you have something fun planned this weekend because it is going to be a great weekend in the world of pro wrestling. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But as always, thank you for your continued support of the faction, Uh, whether you're doing that on social media at the faction show on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We appreciate you. We thank you so much. Or if you're doing that Maybe and or how about that and or you're doing that by way of podcast. If you're tuned in right now, thank you so much. If you are subscribed, thank you so much. And if you are a first timer, welcome aboard on your maiden voyage here to the faction. I definitely think you're going to find some things here that you enjoy, particularly if you enjoy the world of pro wrestling. So with that said, it's time to get into today's news. We're going to kick it off, of course, taking a look back at this week's episodes of NXT and AEW. And we've learned a few things which are really, really important. First and foremost, let's take a look at these ratings as AEW brought in 753,000 viewers this week. That is down a bit. They lost about 73,000 viewers compared to the previous week. Meanwhile, NXT lost only about 6,000 viewers as they brought in 644,000 viewers. So bottom line, once again, AEW defeats NXT there was a lot of competition for both as uh, the World Series showed up this week and so definitely competition but there's a lot going on in the world of pro wrestling as well as the world of sports as we saw on AEW and quite frankly I think the world is talking about this which I think is nuts MJF Chris Jericho uh, that segment Um, (laughs) I gotta say, I loved it, right? Like you guys know me, I love pro wrestling. I am a pro wrestling purist, but I also understand the entertainment factor. And when certain people just have it, they have it. This dynamic between MJF and Chris Jericho uh, is very intriguing, quite frankly. If you think about the history of Chris Jericho, Jericho doesn't seem to last very long when it comes to friends, right? Although he has not officially declared MJF as his friend, you know, you've got to think that at some point this is going to turn into Jericho versus MJF, though MJF is trying to be a part of the inner circle. It just seems like one of those things from a dynamic standpoint that is going to be explosive when it finally blows up. And so I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this. But that segment, the dinner, oh man, the dancing, like I normally am not a fan of that type of stuff, but God, it was good. You can't deny how fantastic it was. And again, it is amazing to me that 30 years into Chris Jericho's career, he is still continuing to make an impact and he is continuing to reinvent himself. I think before it's all over, 
we're honestly going to have to put him on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling for a very simple reason. Who else has reinvented themselves this many times for this length of a career? Not Hogan, not Flair, not Austin, not Rock. Nobody's done it the way Chris Jericho has done it and across multiple promotions as well. So, I'm up for the argument or the discussion as to whether or not Chris Jericho belongs in the uh, Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling, but it's hard to argue it. On the NXT side of things, uh, we're getting ready, of course, for Halloween Havoc, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but NXT continues to produce solid content, and I've got to tell you that I am a huge fan of this Capital Wrestling Center. I love the concept of live fans there, plus their version of the Thunderdome. Um, it's just fantastic. And the fact that NXT has returned to being live. The thing that has made NXT so great is their live format and having actual fans there. So we're not dealing specifically with pumped in crowd noise, etc., etc. So I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen uh, for NXT's Halloween Havoc, which will cap off what I think should be a pretty amazing five to six day stretch in the world of pro wrestling. So that means this weekend there are some pretty impressive things happening. Impact Wrestling presents their next pay-per-view. It's called Bound for Glory. And if you keep up with Impact, you know that pretty much their two big pay-per-views is Bound for Glory and Slammiversary. Now I'll tell you as a follower of Impact Wrestling, I've often been confused with whether or not Slammiversary or Bound for Glory is kind of their WrestleMania pay-per-view. They've always billed it as Bound for Glory, but Slammiversary, of course, is the celebration of their anniversary. Be that as it may, always some pretty big things that happen at Bound for Glory. We've got a pretty interesting card coming your way, too. It's headlined by the World Championship. Eric Young is back at Impact Wrestling, and he is the Impact World Champion. He'll be defending against the former X Division Champion, Rich Swan. In the Impact Knockouts Division, Deanna Perrazzo will defend against Kylie Ray. The Impact World Tag Titles will see a fatal four-way as the Motor City Machine Guns take on Madman Fulton and Ace Austin, the North, and you've got to think the favorites could be the Good Brothers. The Impact X Division Championship is up for grabs as the champion Rohit Raju defends against Chris Bay, Trey, TJP, Willie Mack, and Jordan Grace. And then there's going to be Moose versus EC3, Ken Shamrock against Eddie Edwards, and the Call Your Shot gauntlet match. There are about 13 people in this gauntlet match, both men and women, including AC Romero, Alicia Edwards, Cody Diener, Brian Myers, Havoc, Heath, Hernandez, Larry D, Rhino, Taya Valkyrie, Tennille Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer, and a guest who may show up. The winner of the Call Your Shot gauntlet match gets a future Impact World Championship match, kind of like the Money in the Bank situation. So you can check out this pay-per-view tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fight TV in your traditional pay-per-view outlets should be very interesting and uh, Impact Wrestling is continuing to work during this pandemic. They've been doing it in the empty studio situation 
And they will be at the Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee for this show Saturday night. Then, of course, on Sunday night, WWE presents the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. The kickoff show begins at 6 p.m. Eastern. It'll all stream live on the WWE Network. So far... Well, let me just run down the card for you so far. We've got Jeff Hardy against Elias. The SmackDown Women's title will be in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Drew McIntyre against Randy Orton for the WWE title, and that is in a Hell in a Cell match. And the Universal title is on the line as Roman Reigns takes on Jey Uso in an I Quit match inside of Hell in a Cell. So, if you're keeping track, that's only four matches that have been announced. And three of them are Hell in a Cell matches. This is going to be interesting because this is the most amount of Hell in a Cell matches on one card ever. Usually it's one or two, but this time we have three. We've not seen or heard anything about tag team title matches from either Raw or SmackDown. Obviously a card of four matches for a WWE pay-per-view is a bit low if this were nxt takeover we know it would be great with four matches five tops so we may find out tonight what additional matches may be added tonight we'll also find out on smackdown what the grave consequences are for this i quit match between roman reigns and jay uso now i will tell you this roman reigns jay uso bailey sasha banks two of the most intriguing stories in all of wwe all a part of the SmackDown brand, all something that I'm very interested in. Uh, though I'm not fully sure that we're going to see the end to this Bailey Sasha Banks war in Hell in a Cell. I also think, and I don't know if it's me, but it feels premature to have this match in at Hell in a Cell already. I think there are parts of me that thought they might headline WrestleMania, and it still could happen. But, you know, we've got a ways to go before we get there. I don't know that the Hell in a Cell match will solve this between these two. But I do think Bailey and Sasha are about to take some chances, the likes of which we've not seen in a women's Hell in a Cell match. So I think WWE's got the makings of what could be a really solid pay-per-view uh, coming up this Sunday night. I do think it will be a far cry from the uh, dumpster fire that was last year's Hell in a Cell who can forget Seth Rollins defending the WWE Championship against The Fiend in a match that was actually stopped? The only match ever in Hell in a Cell history that was stopped via disqualification. One of the strangest nights. There was huge backlash coming from that. And of course, a couple of weeks later in Saudi Arabia, The Fiend would go ahead and win the WWE Championship. So uh, very interesting stuff. And that led to an actually very interesting time in WWE because, of course, if you remember, the guys couldn't get back from Saudi Arabia. NXT would invade SmackDown the next night, and it led to a very intriguing and entertaining Survivor Series pay-per-view. So, what will happen uh, this weekend in the WWE? Don't know, but certainly it'll be fun to watch. I will say this. I don't see Roman Reigns losing the Universal Championship, but I do think this is going to be some intriguing storytelling, and I think Randy Orton walks out of Hell in a Cell 
with the WWE Championship. So those are some of my predictions for Hell in a Cell. What are you thinking will go down for Hell in a Cell? I'd love to hear that by way of social media. Before we go, one of the other very interesting things happening in the world of pro wrestling is there are a ton of tournaments right now. Uh, In Ring of Honor, they've got their Pure Tournament going for the Pure Championship. And in NXT UK, they have the NXT UK Heritage Cup Tournament that's happening. Uh, All of these tournaments are so interesting. They all have different feels to them. I want to know which one is intriguing to you. Are you interested in the ROH Pure Tournament? Are you interested in the NXT UK Heritage Tournament, which is being held with British Rounds? Some very different things happening in both of those brands. But I'd love to hear your thoughts on the tournaments happening, uh, what you think these stipulations are going to be for this Hell in a Cell match besides the I Quit piece, and which of these pay-per-views you'll be watching this weekend. Will you be watching Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory? Will you be watching Hell in a Cell? Obviously, we'll be reporting out on those on Monday, but uh, definitely some intriguing stuff. So with that said, let us know what you're thinking on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Of course, we want you to continue to subscribe to this podcast, rate and download it as well. And uh, looking forward to a fantastic weekend of pro wrestling. Until next time, it's your man GB, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Solid, my